The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Paid Social Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're doing a deep dive into one of the most effective, diverse, and fastest evolving channels in marketing, paid social. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know about channel selection, targeting, and performance marketing optimization for your paid social campaigns. With us today is Soso Sazesh, who is the founder of Growth Pilots, which is a digital marketing agency that partners with high-growth companies to manage their paid search and social marketing channels. Growth Pilot selectively partners with a limited number of clients, including Instacart, Glassdoor, and Betterment, to give time to ensure maximum context and focus on driving results through performance marketing. So far this week, we've talked about the landscape of advertising on paid social, the dominance of Facebook and Instagram, how to use platforms like LinkedIn to do B2B marketing with paid social, and today we're going to discuss how to reach the kids using millennial-focused social advertising, including channels like Snapchat. Here's the fourth installment of Paid Social Week with Soso Sazesh from Growth Pilots. Soso, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me back. We're getting deep into Paid Social Week. I'm excited to touch on a topic that's been a popular one. I feel like the buzzword of millennials is just never ending. And it obviously, it is a very specific generation. But when people mention marketing to millennials, what they really mean is marketing to digitally native customers. Talk to me about how you're reaching younger generations, and specifically, let's dive into a little bit about the Snapchat ad platform. Sure thing. So we've seen a pretty big rise in interest from companies and advertisers in reaching millennials. I think there's been an interesting trend in, let's call it Silicon Valley and beyond, in realizing the challenges that millennials go through for various facets of their life. And the struggle is real in terms of the social dynamics and the shifts that are happening from the first generation to be completely digital and glued to phones 24-7. So I think Snapchat presents a really interesting case study, I guess, in terms of developing that first platform to really hone in and identify with the target audience, with the younger generation. And it was a cool place to hang out. And you've seen this mass exodus across the other social platforms to Snapchat. And now Instagram stories and Facebook stories has now kind of evolved. So when it comes to Snapchat, all of the lessons that I've talked about around what we've learned on Facebook, where video and this kind of amateur UGC style creative, this really comes to light on Snapchat. 
if you think about just a Snapchat user and kind of what they're experiencing when they're looking at their friend's stories, it's just really authentic, quick motion. It's just very raw and real. And that's really the advertising opportunity on Snapchat. You can't inject this direct response feel into a Snapchat story feed and expect that it's going to be very well received. So I know we chatted about this on the B2B side, but whereas LinkedIn leading with direct response worked really well, you kind of see the opposite effect on Snapchat because it's that kind of safe place where you're, where you're just communicating with your friends and you're seeing things in a very real format. So the creative becomes extremely, extremely important to get on brand for the user profile. You basically need a millennial to create your content to market to millennials is what I'm hearing. And I'm obviously (laughs) kidding a little bit, but understanding the visual tone that goes along with short form user generated content and making your advertising feel like it is not an ad, but it is content is a key component to being successful on basically anything that is story driven. So Snapchat, Instagram, getting down even into Facebook stories. 100%. And to be honest, this is even linked over into the Facebook newsfeed. We're just at that phase in society where being sold to on these social platforms, people are averse to it at this point. And if you can make somebody laugh or smile or really kind of build that relatability, that's where you tend to see these really high levels of engagements on these social platforms and especially Snapchat. Yeah, I think that there are specific brands and industries that are doing this really well. And to me, a lot of this is fashion and apparel where the story and the narrative of a lifestyle is logical, right? If I am a follower of uh, the brand Huckberry, it's a men's fashion magazine and e-commerce brand. For those of you who aren't familiar, we've had their head of performance marketing on the show, Tim Brown, before. If I'm following them on Instagram, Facebook, wherever else I would... A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. The imagery that they're presenting is aspirational for the lifestyle that I want to be leading. 
And that's what gets me interested in the clothes, which is then getting me to click off onto the platform. Are you seeing that fashion brands and other industries specifically are performing well using the UGC generated younger skewing social platforms and tools? In general, I would say yes. You've kind of hit the nail on the head in terms of this aspirational, this lifestyle orientation. And influencer marketing has risen extremely quickly as a result of that. Where I think it breaks down a little bit is even though you need to be able to resonate and relate to this audience using this type of aspirational or lifestyle-focused creative, you're still paying at the end of the day for the clicks. So this, again, comes back to the unit economics question and whether or not you can generate an ROI by leveraging Snapchat ads for your brand. So what's interesting is, while yes, the fashion, these types of brands definitely do well, I think that's a very clear direct response play. We've also seen success for companies that are less about lifestyle in terms of what you're wearing or anything related to fashion and more just actual utility. So brands that are helping millennials solve their everyday challenges, whether that's thinking about finances and how to be smarter about these things and doing so in a very younger generation friendly format. This is a topic that's somewhat taboo, I would say, amongst millennials thinking about how to best handle their finances and things that are considered adulting. These just aren't talked about and there's not great tools or services available. So as a result, I think there's a strong identification with those type of very utilitarian focused advertisers. And they've seen great results because if you can bridge the gap by telling that authentic story via Snapchat, for example, and getting that user onto your platform, you've kind of found that winning combination. Because sometimes what you have is you have advertisers, they can actually create content that's very authentic and it fits with the audience profile of Snapchat. But then you have a product or user experience that is completely off tone. And that unfortunately doesn't work either. You kind of need that full funnel efficacy and everything needs to line up. So I think that leads back to the type of advertisers that are successful. I think the product and user experience has to be very much focused on the target audience and not just the creative to kind of bait and switch, if you will. Absolutely. I think that the thing that comes to mind, you mentioned debt consolidation or how to manage finances. To me, thinking about who the customer is on some of these younger skewing platforms or tools, Instagram is not necessarily younger skewing, but stories skews younger as a tool. The target is someone who is digitally native, and that's the dividing line, which means that there is a whole host of technology solutions where activities that older generations would have taken offline are now being moved online. How to buy a car, how to think about buying a house, how to consolidate debt, finances, like basically every single thing that has a new mobile app. I used to work for a company called Rinse, which was dry cleaning and laundry delivery. And those type of services on these type of platforms make a ton of sense because the average digitally native person, let's call them a millennial for this example, they are looking for ways to do everything using technology or technology-driven solutions as opposed to thinking about the old way that things used to be done. So it makes sense that there's sort of a mobile app distribution channel through some of the younger social networks taking sort of older, stodgy, offline businesses that are moving online, you know, walking your dog, you can use Rover, you can use WAG. It used to just be like you found a high school kid to go walk your dog and you paid him cash. Now there's a service with reviews and vets and a map that shows every poop. (laughs) 
Totally. Boy, do I sound like an old man. I just want to go on the record of saying I am not a millennial. I'm pretty close to the borderline. I was born in 1980. I can't believe I'm saying that in a public forum. I speak fluent millennial, but I do not identify as one. But hopefully I'm not too far off the mark. And if there's somebody that's in the younger generations that's listening to this, feel free to call me out for my gray hair. <laughs> what are what are some of the other channels that you are seeing marketers be successful with when they're trying to reach younger demographics? Facebook and Instagram definitely comes to mind. And we've seen similar results and strategies be effective on Instagram stories, Facebook stories, just like Snapchat. Again, for whatever it's worth, Snapchat obviously started this trend and Instagram saw something that was attracting a demographic that they didn't have as much favor with and took advantage of it. I don't know if you could say it, but I can. They stole it. (laughs) (laughs) Like they got away with it legally, but they stole the other company's products and they put it in their app and they ate their lunch. I get it. But, you know, wasn't their idea. Totally. But that's worked out very well for them. And now that's leaked over into Facebook. Now Facebook's big product focus is on stories because consuming content that way is becoming more of the norm. That's kind of part one. And then part two is obviously it resonates with the younger audience. So there's future proofing involved or making sure that you're still relevant with the audience that will have all of the purchasing power in short order. Talk to me about frequency. It seems like things like stories, because they are meant to be short form user generated content. Do you have to be posting this stuff all the time? It's not like you're running an impression, you're serving the same ad over and over that gets placed. You have to have a long stream of content. I'm probably going to be biased here just because our focus is so much on performance marketing. We do very little with reaching frequency and really caring too much about frequency in the first place. We're really looking at the nuts and bolts of conversion rate, CPA, and whether or not it backs out. So we've had some brands that are very explicit about not wanting their ads to be seen too many times. That's totally reasonable. We're performance marketers at the end of the day. So we're very much trying to squeeze out as much efficiency and ROI as possible out of the marketing budget. Okay. Any other tips in terms of reaching, engaging, or getting millennial-focused campaigns to convert? I think the main takeaways are, A, having a product or a user experience that already aligns with that younger audience. You're in the best position possible when you have that. B, creating creative that's very authentic and resonates and is less intrusive to these authentic stories and content formats that are happening on Instagram stories, Snapchat, and Facebook stories. That's really what it comes down to. Now, there's targeting considerations and all of these platforms offer lookalike audiences. So you, you have the best possibility of identifying your target users. It's really about that product experience and creative. Okay. Millennials, you're all unique little snowflakes and you need to be told a story and the content needs to be short form, user-generated contact, look and feel authentic, and you're going to run the world someday. We hope we don't screw it up too much before we hand it over to you. And with that said, grumpy old man signing off here from the MarTech podcast. That's all for today's episode. Thanks to Soso Sazesh for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Soso's tips to building an effective paid social strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we're going to discuss how to use niche social advertising platforms like Twitter, Pinterest, Quora, and Reddit. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Soso, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can send him a tweet where his handle is Soso Sazesh, S-O-S-O-S-A-Z-E-S-H, or you can visit his company's website, growthpilots.com. 
If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries and transcripts of all of our episodes. And if you're a subscriber to the Martech Podcast, thank you for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you, so we built benjshap.com slash question, where you could submit your questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of Paid Social Week, we've got some great episodes lined up. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.